I'd like to share with you a true story about a mother and her wayward son. Um, her son was living with her, even though he was a young adult. And as they were conversing, they would start to have arguments. And as things went on, things were getting worse and worse. She had a particular compassion for her son because she knows that he was traumatized in his youth. And although she has done the most that she could on his behalf, uh, he still seemed to be having many behavioral problems, including in his relationship with her. Many hurtful things were said. He even chose to deny the, the faith, the Catholic faith, and even take it a step further, he decided he didn't believe in God anymore. Well, as things continued to get worse, her sorrow was getting greater and greater. Her concern and her worry for her son was getting greater. And when their interactions started to get violent, he had to move out of the house. But he didn't just leave the house, he decided to leave the whole metropolitan area and go to a different city. And his mother was very worried about him. Also, she was still trying to recover from how he had wounded her and the things that he had said that were very painful to her. Our Lord in our Gospel passage tells us a little bit about worry and about fear. He tells us that God knows all things when he says, Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs on your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. We're reminded of how precious we are to God. If he cares about the sparrow, we're worth much more than that to him. We are very important to him. And so the things that may bother us, the things that may trouble us, are things that we should share with him, are things that we should talk to God about. We should let him know what our thoughts, what our feelings, what our desires are with regards to the things that worry us, that concern us, that cause us pain and suffering. God wants to hear from us, but he also wants to speak to us. And so when we've exhausted ourselves telling the Lord everything we can think about the situation, it's time for us to pause and listen. What does God want to say to us about the situation, about our concern, about the thing that we're worried about or the people we're worried about? What does he have to say? Trying to listen for God is very difficult. And it's not something that's easy. It can take a while for us to learn how to quiet ourselves, to quiet our thoughts, to be able to recognize when God is trying to speak to us and what he has to say. Sometimes we might try to jump ahead and just guess what he's going to tell us to do, but it's better for us to listen to hear what he actually wants. Sometimes he says that we shouldn't say something to a person. Sometimes he says that we should say something to a person. Sometimes he says to let it go. Sometimes he says take action. God knows the situation perfectly. We do not. And so it's important for us to learn how to listen. We can always pray. That's something that's universally true. God wants us to pray unceasingly, according to St. Paul. And so we should always be praying about everything. But if something is occupying our attention, there's something that we're worried about, there's something we're concerned about, we should pray about that too. 
We should share that with the Lord, but also listen. What does God ask of us about whatever it is we're concerned about, about whatever it is that worries us? If it's something about wayward children, like the woman and her troubled son, we might wonder, well, how do we raise them to stay in the faith? It's important to give a good example, not just doing the things, but also sharing our own faith life. If we encounter the Lord in prayer and scripture, if we can strategically show the children, this is what God said to me today, this is how it touched me, this is how it helped me, then they'll get a greater sense that this is real, that God is real, that he does want to speak to us because he is real and he does want to speak to us. He does want to guide us. He does want our happiness. He does want us to be with him forever in heaven. It's good for us to get advice, too, from others who know about different situations. Again, if it's wayward children, there are good resources out there about the topic, many books and things. I'll just mention two. Um, One by Catholic psychologist Dr. Gregory Popchek, um, Parenting with Grace, a Catholic guide to raising almost perfect children. Quite a bold statement in the title. Um, And then there's also many books about parenting by uh, Dr. Ray Gurendi. Um, I haven't read the books by these particular uh, individuals, but I have listened to them on Catholic radio and what they shared there. Uh, was very insightful and I think helpful. And so that's one resource or two resources that a person can go to. Sharing how God is alive in our own lives can help us to help the children to choose to be Catholic, can help them to want to follow the Lord, to want it for themselves. But if they're not, if they're already wayward, like what can we do? If they don't want to talk to us anymore, what can we do? Well, that's the situation that this mother found herself in when her son moved to a different city. She was still very concerned for him, but she decided that she needed to work on herself, too, to grow in her own faith, to be able to understand it better, so that she can respond to his objections or his questions more easily. And in that case, there's also many resources for that, including formed.org, F-O-R, med.org. Our parish actually has an account with them. It's perfectly free for you. It has all sorts of uh, programs to help you understand the faith, but it also has entertainment, too. It has children's cartoons. It has Catholic movies. Uh, Form.org is a great resource for you to go deeper into your faith and, and be able to understand it better, to share it better with others. In this case, they weren't even really talking, so even though she was trying to work on herself, trying to grow in the faith, um, there wasn't anything she could really share with him because they weren't talking to each other. But she did encounter a recording from Bishop Herman. may sound familiar to you. He was the auxiliary bishop of the Archdiocese of St. Louis for a time before he retired. And in his tape, He was talking about what to do, how to pray for those who have gone astray. And she started praying this prayer that that he said in his talk, in his recording. She started praying this prayer daily for her son. It goes like this. I place my son in the center of the Holy Trinity. May God have fun with him, because the devil is having fun with him. 
May he feel the love of the Godhead all around him. She started praying this daily, sometimes multiple times a day. This particular prayer she found comfort for herself in. But she also noticed as the months were going by, suddenly her son started reaching out to her. And conversation started pretty casual, pretty low-key, but as she continued praying this prayer, and time went on, he apologized for all the terrible things that he said and did when they were living together, how poorly he had treated her. And their relationship was continuing to be healed. And she would continue to pray this prayer. And I'll repeat it again. I place my son in the center of the Holy Trinity. May God have fun with him, because the devil is having fun with him. May he feel the love of the Godhead all around him. He was opening up to his mother. He was sharing with her what was going on, how miserable he was in this other city, how much he wants to come back, but he can't afford to live somewhere in the St. Louis area. So... Since the relationship was going so well at that point, she invited him to move back in with her. And he did. And they continued to have good conversations, and he shared with her that he believes in God. She was shocked by this. She asked, why? Because she truly didn't understand, given what he had said before. And he said, I feel the love of God, and I can't deny my own experience. Well, that makes total sense because of how she was praying for him. And so things had gotten so good that she decided, you know, maybe I don't really need to pray this prayer so much anymore. So she started not doing it every day, and then slowly stopped praying it all together. As time went on, she was having more and more difficulties with her son. They would start to have arguments again, and the arguments were getting more and more intense. They were not getting along as well, and she was getting very confused. What happened? Things were going so well. She came to me to ask about what she could do. I asked her if she was still praying Bishop Herman's prayer. And then she sheepishly realized that she had stopped. And so what happened to her son makes sense. She was giving him a medicine he didn't know he needed, but he wasn't cured yet. And so when she stopped applying the medicine, the wounds, the pain, the suffering, the illness of sin, And whatever else was burdening him was still afflicting him. And so he was going astray again, no longer having that medicine of the grace of God that she was supplying through her intercessory prayer by praying this prayer of Bishop Herman. And so after our conversation, she seemed to have renewed hope. Oh, by the way, I did get permission to share this. So just, I wouldn't share this if I didn't have permission So it's okay to come and talk to me if you have an issue. I'm not going to make a homily out of it without your permission. Um, So anyway, she she left and she had renewed hope. uh, And she resumed praying this prayer again. I haven't talked to her since then, but I imagine that things have started getting better again with her son. So we can also see the power of prayer and how important it is. If someone's not going to be feeding themselves, we need to feed them ourselves. Like any parent who has a child that's not wanting to eat like they need to eat, they need nourishment. If we have children or even spouses who aren't receiving God's grace because they're not taking care of themselves spiritually, then we can do that for them. We can intercede for them. We can pray for them. 
We can pray Bishop Herman's prayer for them to help them so that they receive the grace they need to be spiritually healed and recovered. And so it's important for us, if there's something that we worry about, whether it be wayward children or something else, that we bring this to the Lord in prayer, that we tell him all about it, and that we try to listen, to understand what he wants us to do. This mother, as she was learning more about the faith, she encountered this prayer and recognized God inviting her to pray this prayer for her son. And she was seeing the fruits of it. What is God asking of you about the things that may worry or concern you? What is it that he may want you to do about it? In this next moment of silence, go ahead and talk to him about whatever you're worried about. Go ahead and tell him all about it, but also pause and listen to see what he's asking of you to do about it. Let us do that as we prepare to meet our Lord Jesus Christ in the most Holy Eucharist.